Chapter 22 of Among the Great Masters of the Drama. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Steve Mayer. Among the Great Masters of the Drama by Walter Rollins. Fector. Fector is the most youthful, most ardent, most enthusiastic, most insinuating of artists. What variety of talents! What unpretending skill in conception! What marvelous, thrilling, electric execution! Alexander Dumas, the Younger. Charles Fector acted Hamlet for the first time in London in the spring of 1861, and made so great an impression that the play ran for 115 nights, it was nine years later when he produced it in the United States. As a boy of fifteen, the writer saw Fector play Hamlet at the Old Globe Theatre in Boston in the winter of 1870-71. I will not venture to speak on the merits of that remarkable performance, in face of the numerous estimates by more competent critics which are extant, but will confine myself to quoting from them. Charles Dickens, the actor's close friend, wrote, Perhaps no innovation in art was ever accepted with so much favor by so many intellectual persons pre-committed to and preoccupied by another system as mr fector's hamlet i take this to have been the case as it unquestionably was in london not because of its picturesqueness not because of its novelty not because of its many scattered beauties but because of its perfect consistency with itself as the animal painter said of his favorite picture of rabbits that there was more nature about those rabbits than you usually found in rabbits, so it may be said of Mr. Fector's Hamlet, that there was more consistency about that Hamlet than you usually found in Hamlet. Its great and satisfying originality was in its possessing the merit of a distinctly conceived and executed idea. From the first appearance of the broken glass of fashion and mold of form, pale and worn with weeping for his father's death, and remotely suspicious of its cause, to his final struggle with Horatio for the fatal cup, there were cohesion and coherence in Mr. Fector's view of the character. De Vriend, the German actor, had some years before in London fluttered the theatrical doves considerably by such changes as being seated when instructing the players, and like mild departures from established usage. But he had worn in the main the old nondescript dress, and had held forth in the main in the old way, hovering between sanity and madness. I do not remember whether he wore his hair crisply curled short, as if he were going to an everlasting dancing-master's party at the Danish court, but I do remember that most other Hamlets, since the great Campbell, have been bound to do so. Mr. Fector's Hamlet, a pale, woe-begone Norseman, with long, flaxen hair, wearing a strange garb never associated with the part upon the English stage, if ever seen there at all, and making a piratical swoop upon the whole fleet of little theatrical prescriptions without meaning, or, like Dr. Johnson's celebrated friend, with only one idea in them, and that a wrong one, never could have achieved in its extraordinary success but for its animation by one pervading purpose, to which all changes were made intelligibly subservient. The bearing of this purpose on the treatment of Ophelia on the death of Polonius, and on the old student fellowship between Hamlet and Horatio, was exceedingly striking. And the difference between picturesqueness of stage arrangement for mere stage effect, 
and for the elucidation of a meaning was well displayed in there having been a gallery of musicians at the play and in one of them passing on his way out with his instrument in his hand when hamlet seeing it took it from him to point his talk with rosencrantz and guildenstern this leads me to the observation with which i have all along desired to conclude that mr fechter's romance and picturesqueness are always united to a true artist's intelligence and a true artist's training in a true artist's spirit george henry lewes declared fechter's hamlet to be one of the very best he had ever seen wilkie collins said in eighteen eighty two from macready downward i have i think seen every hamlet of any note and mark during the last five and thirty years the true hamlet i first saw when fechter stepped on the stage these words if they merely expressed my own opinion it is needless to say would never have been written but they express the opinion of every unprejudiced person under fifty years of age with whom i have met for that reason let the words stand that excellent actor herman vezin unfortunately but little known to his fellow americans because of his long residence in london who had supported fechter in hamlet wrote he played hamlet and took the town by storm his appearance his easy grace his freedom from the vice of mouthing his unstilted style delighted all but the most bigoted adherents of the stagey school of acting i sat in the stalls at one of the rehearsals and was much struck by his manner of always thinking the thought of hamlet before he spoke the words i said to him you're going to make a great hit in this part none of his shakespearean attempts equaled his hamlet fechter will rank high in the role of great actors who have excelled in that character dutton cook said i perhaps seen a score of hamlets including the hamlets of macready of charles kemble of emile de Vriant, and salvini it seems to me that fechter's hamlet ranks with the worthiest of these william j hennessy born in ireland in eighteen thirty nine was brought to america ten years later and remained here until eighteen seventy when he went to london where his studio now is while in the united states he held a deservedly high rank as an illustrator his work including the admirable series of drawings of edwin booth and his chief characters since his return to england he has confined himself to painting in oil and watercolors he is a member of the national academy of design End of chapter twenty two